Hi guys, it's Shay at Shay1717 on the Twitter. Congratulations on 100 episodes of not just one of the best shows on the NIA network, but the entire internet as a whole. Looking forward to the next 100, and I'll see you around the neighbourhood. P-A-V, talking about D-D-T. Well, we got to 100, and some great moments along the way. Remember when DC's mic fell on his head? Or perhaps the time when Doc went on a rant about no one invited him onto their show, but they always invited DC? Or perhaps Doc's pipe bomb on Liam Stryker? My personal favourite was when DC listed all the other wrestling promotions, Ring of Honor, Dragon Gate, AAA, Progress, and what isn't Ring of Honor, but is Ring of Honor, according to Baron Corbin. Yep, that's my best one. Congratulations guys, it's been a long road and hopefully many more to come in the future. DDT Wrestling, you provide the email, we provide the detail. Well done guys. Hi guys, it's Glenn. Congratulations on making it to the big 100. Let's hope and look forward to another 100 to come. See you later, bye. And now. This is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I don't know how we did it. What? What did we do? But episode one, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, of the DDT Wrestling Podcast, according to our bestie Glenn, and I trust Glenn, um, was released on Friday the 13th, sometime in 2015. No. Episode 100, this episode here that you are listening to right now, is also being released... On Friday the 13th. It took about two years and change. But here we are, Doc Manson. Episode 100 of DDT Wrestling. Yep. Seems like a great time to uh, call it quits. You are to put an end to this show. You are scaring people. The number of DMs I've gotten for people being like, wait. Are you serious? Are you leaving? <laughs> uh, it's more than one and and less than ten. But still, that's a significant number. You know you know how many uh, DMs I received on this subject? Zero. Zero. Zip. Zilch. People know Nada. I, butt kiss. Because people... None. No, I am the approachable one. Of the DC and Doc combo. How the hell am I not considered approachable? I'll just let that hang in the air there. How are you, my friend? Uh, uh, you know, DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. I am well. I was sort of thinking that this would be more of a momentous occasion. I would have thought Nerd DC would have regaled me in the opening moments of this show, but it turns out um, it, we do things low-key around here, huh? I tweeted out just today, in fact, not that long ago, an hour or so ago, that we were going to record, because 
you know, inside baseball. It is not our usual Thursday night recording. Despite what you might think, sometimes teachers have to work in the evenings, and tomorrow night is one of those times where I have to work from 7.15 to 8 o'clock, which is right in the core DDT wrestling time. So we're recording a day early, and you know, so I sent out something that just said, you know, interested in people sharing their favorite moments of the show, and especially given this is the final episode, you know, we really want to get those memories in here, um, so people can, you know, go down remembering what they loved about DDT wrestling. You're gonna have to be the one to walk that back, you know. There's nothing to walk back. This the hundredth episode is the final episode of. DDT rest. So what are you going to do next week? Well, we'll just have to see. <laughs> okay, then. Well, how about that? Um, how about that? But, you know, but people did mention Nerd DC, but I've got to tell you, I don't think Nerd DC has returned since WrestleMania. Doing all of those songs for WrestleMania may have killed Nerd DC. I have had no inspiration. At no point have I decided, you know, there's a, you know, I could probably find a great, you know, thing to do with the name Bludgeon Brothers. And I, you know, I've, I've yet to come up with anything for that. So I don't know. You know, you're right. Nerd DC should have done something for episode 100. I, it's it's almost as if this is. So what did you do? Okay, as you as you make the gesture, like I'm not holding up my end of the deal. What exactly did Doc Manson do to commemorate episode 100? What have you brought to the table? Where's the weekly wrestling news for episode 100? What did what? Why you, would there? Why why would there be a weekly wrestling news? What are you bringing? That's got nothing to, the, to do with DDT. What are wrestling? you bringing to the table to commemorate? the 100th episode i'm supposed to do all of this oh. extra work yes it, that's how this podcast works it's how it's always worked i bring the sparkling personality you bring all the preparation i i'm trying to get away from having to do the extra work like i'm trying to <laughs> oh i hadn't noticed I'm, you know, trying to scale back. That's what the Pontificast is about. It's just, you know, when I have an idea and want to record something, I just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so what would you like to talk about there? Would you like to go down memory lane with with the people? Would you like to actually talk wrestling? Uh, you know, you're... Well, you know, I think we deserve at least a few moments of self um, congratulatory uh, remarks. Let's pat ourselves on the back. Um, I think I would like to talk about the fact that I really never did think we would be here at episode 100. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time, you know, uh, um, slating ourselves, but um, I do just want to say that I didn't think necessarily we would make it this far. Um, I remember the first time you were like, hey, let's maybe do a podcast. I've sort of been doing a podcast thing. And it's not really working out the way I'd hoped it would. And, you know, I really think that if we got together and did a show, it would probably be pretty good or certainly better than what I've been doing so far. Do do you want to maybe try getting together and recording something? Like, I thought to myself, well, I mean, this will be a fun one-off. I'm sure 
I'm sure that DC will lose interest in this in about a month after, you know, doing this together. So, ah, what the heck? Let's give it a shot. Let's see where this goes. Fully expecting that, you know, I think I early on said with, you know, most podcasts end before episode 40. And uh, I had serious doubts that we would make it that far. And here we are 1.5 times further in. Um, Yet you're, uh, you continue to claim that this is the final two, episode. 2.5 times in. I mean, it is. I mean, that's why I claim that, because it is. But, but, but so we've made it 2.5 times beyond what you expected, and that's enough for you? We've exceeded, I think so. We've exceeded expectations? Well, let's face it. We peaked. We crested. Popularity's going down. I don't want to be like that sitcom that stays on the air for six seasons too many. I just want to, you know, go out in a blaze of glory. Let, let's go out near the top. Obviously, we're not at the top anymore, but let's not just sink off into the night. Let's, let's, you know, let's go out controlling our destiny. That's what I say. Okay. I, I'm not going back to writing 14-page scripts and then reading them on a microphone and then messing up a word and having to go back. Like I. So. No, 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 you can just continue to, uh, you know, pontificate all over yourself. That'll be fine. Again, it comes back to what are you going to do with your time? You're going to want to share your thoughts. Me? Yes. Oh, I'm just going to yeah, I'm gonna go on vacation. I'm going to spend some time in Europe. I'm maybe going to join some humanitarian projects. I was thinking about maybe getting into, you know, brewing my own beer. Uh, you know, I've got, I got things on the table, DC Matthews. Doc Manson has things on the table. Well, here's something I, I am actually curious about. It is October, and we're in, we can officially say it is mid-October. Um, I have seen various photos circulating around of past Halloween projects, uh, you know, monsters being created what i have not seen are any current pictures uh, uh, are you doing the decorating we all know doc manson loves halloween are you doing the decorating as you usually do is that not happening this year what's what's going on with that um you know i think i am gonna do it i just haven't gotten to put anything out yet i like to wait until a little later in the month before i put up the decorations i don't like to go too early uh, and, you know, last year I made enough decorations for all of the windows on the front of the house. So I've got enough from that. So I think the status quo might just be to put up the decorations from last year, maybe find a few various things at some stores, just sort of keep it low-key this year and, and focus more on, uh, you know, maybe maybe what what I want to do new next year. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do too much new this year. Instead, I'm focusing on the B-Movie Geek and, you know... Uh, writing some new reviews over there, trying to keep current on so, Shocktober this year. So but is that what you. this is? Is that what this is? You want to go back to focusing on being the B-movie geek? You're no longer interested in being Doc Manson? Are you? Is that what's happening here? You Well, Doc Manson is the B-movie geek, so, I, you know, it, it's fine. I don't think necessarily that I, I wouldn't have time uh, to do something else. It's just, you know, I mean, I think this podcast has run its course. You're breaking my heart. Yeah. Well, let's let's. I do want to cover. We've been saying for weeks and weeks that we want to make sure we talk about the horror movie stuff. But let's get into it here, just at least for a couple. So, the first person to respond to my tweet about you know DDT memories was, of course, Seahawk. And Seahawk said his favorite moment is any time Mrs. Manson got to replace me. 
That is his <laughs> favorite moment of the show is anytime I'm not part of it. And Chris, I think I can safely say here on episode 100, I hate your face. I just, I just, I don't like you. Uh, and, and that's fine. If you, you know, now I'm kind of glad that this is the final episode of DDT Wrestling because now I don't have to deal with you and your hijinks anymore. May I say, Chris, I appreciate you and uh, I think you're a fabulous human being. Uh, I like your face. All right. So we can then go to our friend from the UK, the Lord Jalapeno. Uh, anytime you go off on random tangents, which would mean every single episode, I would say, of DDT Wrestling includes at least one random tangent. Kind of a hallmark. Also, Mrs. Manson's constant feeding of Doc Manson. I'm a little surprised that you haven't opened a package or anything yet. Again, it's October. It's episode 100. I didn't know if you were going to dive into the pumpkin spice Cheerios I saw you tweeting earlier. Maybe, you know, Mrs. Manson will bring something up a little later in the show. She should be a part of this episode, here being episode 100, and potentially the final installment of DDT Wrestling. It would be fitting for Mrs. Manson to, to at least make an appearance. Yeah, I didn't invite her. Do you have any concoctions to try here? Mr. DC didn't put enough effort into this show. Well, I do have that pumpkin spice Cheerios downstairs, but I didn't bring them up. I already had dinner. I, I didn't really feel like having a bowl. So, uh, have you, no, have I, I you tried nothing. them yet? No, no, they're unopened. They're unopened. You don't have to have a bowl. You can just take a handful. Nah, you got to try them with the milk and you got to, you got to, you got to go through the whole thing. I will say this yesterday, uh, you know, it was Columbus Day weekend. Students have, Multiple days off on Columbus Day, uh, there was a teacher training, and one of my coworkers brought in pumpkin snickerdoodle whoopie pies. Ooh. I have to say, they were delightful. I'm, I'm sure that they I were. I normally don't do pumpkin, but this was this was just pumpkiny enough so that you knew it was pumpkin, but it was also just that that kind of allspice cinnamon. It was excellent. I enjoyed it very much. So thank you to that coworker for giving me a little pumpkin to to spread. Can you eat cereal dry? Speaking of random tangents, I don't eat cereal with milk. When I eat cereal, I eat it just dry in a bowl with a spoon. Why would you do that? Because A, I'm not a big milk drinker. I've never been a big milk drinker. And it's I, I'm not a fan of the soggy consistency that cereal gets when dunked in milk. Well, that's the reason why you put it on milk and then you eat it before it gets soggy. Then what's the point of putting it in milk to begin with? Because it still lubricates and provides flavor. You get extra protein. It's a part of a balanced breakfast. I might mix DC. it into like a Greek yogurt. Would that count? No, that doesn't count at all. Like granola, like having granola in yogurt, which is a common. That's having breakfast. granola in yogurt. Yes, That's but if I were to buy cinnamon milk to in cereal, but if I were to buy cinnamon toast crunch, I would certainly consider mixing it into a vanilla Greek yogurt. No, it's not the. I mean, I understand. I'm not going to say that that's a bad thing. That sounds fine to do, but that's not the equivalent. Okay, I'm. I'm not an expert here. You're the expert. So, what is your favorite cereal? 
If you could only eat one cereal for the rest of your life... I don't know. You're making What's terrible converts. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is really the only cereal I eat. You huh. know, Fruit Loops and um, Apple Jacks are fine, but Cinnamon Toast so Crunch... So you still eat... You still eat children's cereal, is what you're saying. I also eat chocolate chip pancakes, as you well know. So why is it surprising <laughs> that I eat children's cereal? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do enjoy a nice cinnamon toast crunch. Um, but I've been trying to make a conscious effort not to eat such sugar-laden concoctions in the morning. Um, so I have been trying some more of the, uh, I don't know. Adult-like cereals, I suppose. Like Kasha? Uh, I've had some Kashi stuff before, and I'm not a big fan. But, like, there's, like, this new brand, relatively new brand called Bare Naked. Um, I've tried some of their cereals. They're pretty good. They've got, like, this coconut almond crunch thing that's pretty good. Um, I'm a big fan of Banana Nut Crunch, but I hardly ever get it. Um, especially these days, because bananas are not so good for me. Um, hmm. What? I'm trying to uncover the harm in bananas. Bananas are very high in sugar, and it causes a lot of acid reflux. Ah, okay. Fair so, enough. Yeah, bananas fair. aren't good. <clears throat> so, I, I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. Something like that. I mean, traditionally, I'd say it was Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs all day long. But, uh, but yeah, I haven't had them in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I don't eat it. I the, like cinnamon life. Maybe it's because I don't eat it with the milk, so I go for more of the yeah, maybe snack. And I, honestly, I don't have milk. Actually, I, I use almond milk now these days. So, all right, walk me through this, doctor, uh-huh. scientist. Yeah, walk me through this. Okay. Yeah, I understand cow milk, sheep's uh-huh. milk, goat milk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then you get to soy and almond they cannot produce milk in the same way that an animal can that is true so shouldn't it not be called milk I'm assuming what you do with an almond is they compress it forcing the natural liquids inside the almond out would that be an accurate do you, are you familiar with the process of producing almond milk? I'm not overly familiar with it but I'm guessing there wouldn't be quite enough what you're suggesting, I think, is like juicing an almond. And I'm not really sure that's how it works either. I, I think it's more um, you take the almonds and you like boil them in water, which probably extracts compounds um, f- from the almonds, probably more like like you would with like a coffee bean or something like that is my guess, but I don't really actually know. The basic method of modern domestic almond milk production is to grind almonds in a blender with water, then strain out the almond pulp with a strainer. Okay, so it's like a cold brew coffee. Almond milk can also be made by adding water to almond butter. Mmm. Okay, I guess that makes sense. It's it's just, you know, I remember a Lewis Black bit when, you know, this was when soy was becoming the rage. This was in our college days, and he was just talking about how it is soy juice because it's not yeah sure but do you like al- you like almond milk yeah it's good does it taste milkish like um it can especially if you get like one with like a vanilla flavoring it's a little more milkish than the plain um 
But yeah, my I, my go-to is the blue diamond reduced sugar um, vanilla almond milk. Um, that one I find is just sweet enough. It has just enough reminiscent of actual milk that I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to the one without any flavoring at all, which tends to be a little too earthy for me. And also, the, um, Silk being the other major brand of, obviously, soy milk and almond milk, they also make underneath the Silk brand, being the other major producer that you find in local super grocery marts. Uh, silk, I don't care for. Even their flavored almond milk still tastes far too earthy for me. Um, so I find the Blue Diamond, actually, though, is a nice uh, a nice compromise. Okay. We, we enjoy Blue Diamond almonds. They're honey-roasted almonds. We go through two or three cans a week. Oh yeah, those are good. I, I for when I buy their actual almonds, I tend to buy the low sodium sea salt ones. Um, they're quite good as well. I enjoy them. I I can totally understand that. I just always find that funny when it's low sodium sea salt. Have you had oh, well. the habanero barbecue or whatever? Yes, they're delicious. I I think of you when I see them because I'm worried. You know, they have they sell the honey bar the honey roasted ones in the can, but they don't sell them in the big bag. Otherwise, we'd buy them. Um, but they have the habanero ones, and anytime we're dealing with anything spicy, I think of you. I know you're not as into the spicy as you used to be, but... Yeah, honestly, those are more sweet than anything, so they're pretty good. Okay. They also used to have a wasabi one. Those are quite good as well, but I have not had those recently because they're definitely spicier. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I'm trying to trace yeah. back this conversation, and it went to Mrs. Manson feeding you and my talking about the the concoctions I have had the candy jar at work uh, has been last week anyways was ripe with candy corn of the various varieties the regular the chocolate and then my favorite just the big pumpkin of course of course we do have candy corn in the house Um, it is not uh, what box candy corn it is a uh, local store brand and Mrs. Manson hates it she says it does not taste right and it is not the same and frankly i'm like well maybe it's a little more marshmallowy but i still eat it Mm -hmm. going back to and again we will get to horror movies but going back to some favorite memories when dc did the wrestlemania bare naked ladies song again that's the one that probably broke me uh chip our good buddy chip the first ddt chip you know chip the first DDT oh, episode, right, right. episode after the Neighborhood Pod era. Again, had we been forward-thinking, what we should have done is listened to our very first episode and then commented on our very first episode. I seem to recall Smodcast doing that with one of theirs as they went back and listened to their first episode and talked about the evolution of the, the podcast. Again, very stroking of your own ego sort of thing. But Well, maybe we can do that for episode 200. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, and the first Nerd DC song. I don't even remember what my first one was. At some point, I got to go through, because I do want to do a... Not if not. if I think it was Our House or that might be a Flow oh, Rider yeah, song. That's it. I, I want to do yeah. go through and kind of pull all of the songs and do some sort of compilation. And then, of course, uh, Chip mentions Oreos. But above all else, Oreos. Gross. They are coming Gross. out. I think I tweeted this at you today. I saw they are coming out with mystery flavor Oreos. And what's the mystery? Like, I don't know. I'm sure somebody's had this. 
I don't know. I don't know that. Do you I, think? Do you think it's? Do you think that mystery flavored Oreos is a specific flavor, or do you think every bag of mystery Oreos is a random flavor of Oreos, or do you think in the mystery flavor bag every single cookie is a different? I'm flavor hoping of Oreo? it's like Bernie Bot's every flavored bean or whatever the thing is from Harry Potter. Where and again, not maybe the gross ones, but I am hoping that you take one out mm, and poop Oreos. No, thank you. And we're not calling this episode that. I refuse. What? what poop Oreos? Yes. That is not what episode 100 of this show will be called. Well, then you better come up with something better, because that's the best thing I've heard so far. Um, all right. We will go, I'll leave it here. We'll, we'll go back to, to reminiscing. In a, Do you want to continue reminiscing, or should we? No, let's give the folks... Something now that they've been listening to us ramble and talk about nothing for 23 minutes. I, I, I mentioned to Mrs. Matthews, I said, you know, it's our 100th episode. This might be a long one. And we went to the library after school. This was unrelated. She had requested a series, and they all came in at the same time. So she's literally got six books to read. She's like, take as long as you want. Have fun. So I'm here for the duration. I don't know what your plans are. If you got to watch Lucha Underground at 8 or... I don't have to watch Lucha Underground, but I should try to get a horror movie in today. Ah, yes. Okay, fair enough. So let's get into that. Um, do you want to talk Shocktober? Do you want to talk just in general? Well, why don't you... Have, didn't someone have a specific question about horror oh, yes. movies a while let's back? Let's go to the email. I do have that open. Let's go to the email. I think it was Danielle? I think. That seems right. Yeah, said, I think so. Yes. October is here, which means those of us who enjoy horror movies and the like can enjoy them all month, or just all year, but whichever. What is your favorite said B-rated film for this time of year? Now, this might be an impossible question for you to pick your <laughs> favorite B-movie horror slash Halloween movie. So I'm going to turn the floor t- over to you. No. No. I want to turn the floor over to you, sir. I'm going to sit here and tell you about all the classics that people have heard about a million times, which I will talk about. But I want to hear from you, somebody who, you know, is not as invested in the season, who admittedly is not a big fan of horror films. When it gets, I don't know if you ever get in this mood, but when it gets down to the wire, when it gets down to Halloween week, maybe even Halloween day, do you ever feel just like I should partake in something seasonal and if so what is it yes but it's the nightmare before christmas that's fine okay that's that's perfectly acceptable that is a fine halloween film and i think it's also a fine christmas film yes the nightmare before christmas is our usual go-to halloween movie and we don't always watch a halloween movie um you know, oftentimes we're just kind of hanging out, you know, do you, are you one of the people, do you believe that Halloween should always be on the 31st or do you believe it should be on like the weekend closest to the 31st? Uh, it would be convenient. I'll admit if it were on the weekend, but I think I like it always falling on the 31st. I think there's something special, you know, because this year Halloween's going to be on a Tuesday. Sure and is. 
I'm going to, you know, we're going to have work in the morning. And so we're not going to be up for doing a huge amount of stuff. And we might find something to watch, but neither Mrs. Matthews or I are uh, big horror fans. So, you know, we do, we normally don't watch anything, but Nightmare Before Christmas, I will occasionally, if I can find it, watch Army of Darkness. There you go. Because I do. You're doing me proud. I do enjoy that movie. Mr. Bruce Campbell killing it. I, I saw, I think one of the movies you watched for Shocktober was Evil Dead 2. Or was that GQ? Somebody was watching Evil Dead 2 and posting uh, That was probably GQ. GQ's been, for his Shocktober, re-watching a bunch of 80s horror classics. Ah. Um, I, I treat my Shocktobers a little differently. I'm assuming that all the films he or He's watching, or uh, he's re-watching. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain. So, that's are you the trying case. to watch new ones? Is that what you're saying? I, yeah, for Shocktober, I always use Shocktober to like be an excuse to watch all the films, and I'm always like, oh, I do want to see that, but then I somehow never sit down and actually watch it. Okay, so how many years have you done Shocktober? Not that many. Um, I'm, I think 2015 might have been my first year doing it. Okay, and I'm trying to remember if I even actually attempted it last year. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. Well, my question. I didn't. I certainly did not write about it last year. I know that. So I've got a couple of questions here. Number one, why write about it as opposed to podcasting about it? I don't know. There's just something about the written word that I really like. Um, and you know, building a site like the B Movie Geek, having a big catalog of written word there. Um, I think I've mentioned to this before. Um, the the content on B-Movie Geek tends to be more evergreen, especially when I'm watching you know, older B-Movie type stuff or lesser-known independent films because there's not that many people necessarily writing about some of these films. And so I will occasionally have an article that does you know, quite a few, few views. Um, so it, it, it's a constant... Like, for instance, let me just see if I can get into my account here real quick. Uh, I have not, before, you know, before this updated B-Movie Geek since 2015. Mm -hmm. It's been literally two years since I, I, I wrote anything on the site. And if I look back to my last review from 2015, which was Attack the Block, um, in the two years since then, this is not a massive number, but it's done 316 views, which is, you know, for an article that I just put up there, is pretty good. And people just look at that. They view. They start, you know, hunting around. They start looking at other things. Like I go over here. I've got. Let's see. I've got. Um, let's see. I've got uh, the Zombievers review has done 758 reviews. Uh, views. I've got something for the last Lovecraft. This is a more smaller film. This one's got 4,300 views. 4,297. Um, Best Worst Movie, 1,765. Camp Slaughter, 3,228. Spirit Camp, 10,975. Like, some of these reviews get, you know, really well trafficked over time. So it's the sort of thing that I feel like I can update, and then I can disappear for two years, and it still seems like the site serves its purpose, mm -hmm. even while I'm not actively sort of engaged with it. You know what I mean? So it's more of a repository for you to store reviews on these things. And like you said, they don't, you know, this people are going to find these movies and then want to read about them and they'll find you. It's not topical like a wrestling would right. be when we were writing articles about wrestling and they're no longer applicable or applicable after 
you know, six weeks exactly. or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. And, like, you know, the podcast thing, I thought about actually doing a podcast this Shocktober instead of the written reviews. But in all fairness, I feel like if I had to write down my thoughts for a podcast, if I was going to do a solo podcast talking about these movies, I probably would have to write, jot down my thoughts to some degree, and at which point an outline for a review was already written, you know what I mean? So it just seemed more natural to continue with the written word. If I had somebody else like who I could just converse with about this stuff mm -hmm. like if i if i had a gq living in my guest room and every night we were watching a horror movie and we could you know talk about it um i probably would do that but just on my own i, I just feel like it would be difficult to to do yeah um, and mrs manson doesn't she watches most of these movies with me but she doesn't watch them all and she's in and out she's mm -hmm. not really paying attention because mm -hmm. they're not really her cup of tea and i get that but, no so she's not really uh of resource I can go to for this either. I understand that we can't. This is going to sound bad. It, we can't count on GQ because he has a kid. He's, you know, well, outside of that, you know, he's got a kid. He's got a life outside of, you know, these. Sorts Not of like things. us. We have no lives. No, but it's a different sort of situation when you have a child. Um, it sure is. But, you know, if we're talking about episode 200, if we were to continue this, hypothetically, of course, if we were to continue this podcast, I do think we should try to get him on more often. And if we can get him to invest and get himself set up at, you know, GQ hideaway or whatever he's calling it, I think that would be for the best. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but. Yeah. Having recently done a fair bit of work on their computer. They, uh, they're going to need to replace that computer before he even thinks about investing in a mic. Ah, okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah. So, um, so let's, you know, let's start with, let's go back to Danielle's question. Danielle's question was, uh, what is, you know, your favorite said B-rated film for this time of year? So you're talking about doing the, um you know, the Shocktober and watching new stuff, but what is your tried and true? What do you go back to every single time? Uh, my favorite horror movie, sort of horror movie of all time, um, that I would constantly go back to is not too far off from the one that you mentioned. Um, I'm speaking not of Army of Darkness, but rather The Evil Dead Part 2, Dead by Dawn. And that's probably my favorite B-movie horror slash comedy film of all time it, it just it has a very manic sort of energy to it and you know it, it, it walks a very fine line between um, um a horror movie and slapstick and you know almost uh, farcical at times you know there's there's choreography in the fights that are lifted directly from bits of the three stooges uh used to perform on the regular like there's just a lot to really like in that film, not to mention, you know, the low budget, the practical special effects. Um, there's there's a lot of real quotable lines in there. Um, I, it's just that's a movie that I will always go back to and always be fond of. And, and you know, it definitely fits the spirit of this time of year very well. Um, and, and again, it's I don't think you can argue that it's through and through a B movie, given, you know, its independent sort of nature and its budget. And that's the thing I, I struggle with with Daniel's question is, you know, B quote unquote rated movies. I don't really think that's a rating per se, but usually I think of it more as like a, you know, a limitation uh, set by by the budget, I would say, in terms of, you know, the scope of the film. Uh, 
but you know, because like if you want to just talk about horror movies in general, like I another one that I I go back to and I love, and this is you know this is a probably a common answer for people, but like uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street is my probably my favorite you know sort of supernatural slasher film, certainly coming out of the eighties. I I enjoy it probably more than Halloween and more than Friday the Thirteenth, and you know that film is great. But and again, you could argue that that's a low budget film. It certainly was made at the beginning sort of of New Line Cinema. It's New Line Cinema, of course, being a studio that went was went on to be known as the house that Freddy built. I mean, you know, so they didn't really have a lot of budget necessarily to put into it, but just, you know, knowing all the history there, how that spun a massive franchise, um, and there's definitely a little bit of money that went into that original film. Uh, you know, so I'm not really sure necessarily if that one qualifies as B, but it probably, it probably does. Um, you know, again, just very imaginative. Again, a lot of practical special effects, and I don't know. Just something about that film that there's a darkness to it that I I, uh, I really do appreciate, even though maybe it might not be as scary today as it was back in the day. Although I don't know, I, I think there are definitely some visuals in that film um, that would probably be considered frightful even today. So I, I I don't know, but that's another one of my favorites, definitely. All right, well those are two good ones. That answers Danielle's question: Is Nightmare on Elm Street, Evil Dead Two? Yeah. All right. Uh, so far, you're, you know, 10 or so days into Shocktober. What's been the favorite new movie? Hmm. You know, that's difficult to say. Um, let me see. Let me pull up my Instagram real quick. Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. Um, because I've been doing just a post every day of the movie I've been watching, which is helping me keep track of what I actually watched. Um, as I, because I'm obviously behind in the review writing process. Mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta sit down and pump out like three or four of these things so I have any hope of getting catch, caught up. Um, let's see. I really enjoyed Night of the Living Dead, but that was my first uh, movie. It was sort of like a Shaun of the Dead type comedy film with zombies, although it was maybe a little more skewed towards a, a, a romantic sort of comedy. And I don't think it necessarily if it was as cuttingly funny as Shaun of the Dead. And nor do I think that the, uh, you know, the the zombie action was maybe as um, authentic as what you saw in Shaun of the Dead. Certainly not as gory, that sort of thing. But, you know, I thought that was a good tongue-in-cheek, uh, easy going. I think it's a, more of a crowd-pleaser that a lot of people could probably get behind. Um, I really enjoyed an anthology film, uh, Tales of Halloween. That film was really cool. There was a, it was like ten stories all sort of sewn together. So that if I had one complaint about it, it would be since there were ten stories... Um, each story was way too short because the runtime of the film was only like an hour and a half. So none of them got to be developed very fully. But I will say almost all of um, the little vignettes, all the stories told in the film were really neat. They were all very imaginative. They almost all of them had a really cool twist to them. Um, they, they, there was a lot of really good of ideas on display in this Tales of Halloween film. And I, I almost wish that the film had had focused more like a traditional anthology film on maybe four or five stories and really fleshed those ones out. But at the same time, again, there were so many good ideas sort of on display and it, there was a good sense of style to it and it, it just sort of made you want more than what they gave you. And that's always a good feeling, you know, to leave a film with. So I can't really complain, even if I, I do wish that some of those stories were 
you know, a little better fleshed out. Um, so that one is definitely going up there. There's another anthology film called Trick or Treat from a few years ago, and I think GQ will agree with me. That's that's actually a great film to watch around this time of the season as well. And if you haven't seen Trick or Treat, by the way, folks, um, look that one up. It's an anthology film. Uh, I think I don't know if it's directed or just produced by Brian Singer, who you know would go on to. Um, make the X-Men films for Fox. Um, that film is a very smartly put together uh, little film. And, and anyways, I'm getting off track, but Tales of Halloween sort of reminded me of that, except again, each of the stories is definitely a little more bite-sized, but it had that same sort of sensibility to it. And I, I, I really liked that one a lot. I could see rewatching Tales of Halloween, you know, it, during the season, maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you ever considered... Sorry to go off on a yeah, tangent. Right. Within a tangent. Have you ever considered writing your own horror script you're you know i've known you've i've known you to be a writer in in some senses so um is that something that appeals to you have you ever had an idea for a you know horror? i mean you know that we have because if i remember we spent an afternoon with me you and gq um writing out a treatment for a script some years ago uh in college I Nothing ever happened that. with that, of course. But I do uh, recall that now that you mentioned GQ, it. GQ constantly talks about that treatment, though. And he's always talking about how we should actually write the whole thing out. He really likes that, that, that concept. But I, I don't know. I think it – I don't think it, it's – I don't think it's aged as well. I think it would have been timely with what some trends that were happening, mm-hmm. you know, in film at that time. But I'm not so sure. I, I still believe in it. It's I something. I, a it's something we should. It's something we could easily revisit, and you know. Yeah, and I have you know started working on a slasher script earlier in my life, probably when I was probably late high school or even early college. But I never made it very far with it. I felt very. I think I, I after sort of reviewing it, what I wrote, I felt sort of trite sort of like just retrotting other films I, I don't know I didn't really feel like it was anything special so I never even finished it um, so I, I don't know I think I'd have to have a really good idea and mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that's me well and and again you know I don't want you to you know give away an idea but you've watched a lot of horror movies you've seen a lot of you know, villains of various types. You've talked about It Follows and the creativity behind that sort of story. But, you know, have you ever thought there is a there is a version of a horror villain that we haven't seen yet? That's something that, you know, isn't necessarily Chucky or Pinhead or Mike Myers or Jason or Freddy or any of that. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, I to date, I am not that creative of a person. I, uh, I haven't, I, I can't, I, I obviously, I, I'm able to sort of uh, quantify and place in boxes the things that I've seen that are out there, but to then think outside of those boxes and find, and, you know, create something original uh, definitely is, I've spent some time thinking about it, but I, again, I don't really think I've, I've come up with anything. The, the, the true creative part of that. You know the difficult part certainly uh, has eluded me. So I, I, again, I don't right. really feel as though I've had anything, you know, uh, original to contribute. Well, and again, I think part of that is there. One of the reasons I asked you why when you started Shocktober is you're watching potentially thirty new horror movies every year. Potentially, which means again, or even if you did, even if you did one every other day, you're watching ten to fifteen new horror movies every year. 
it's impressive to me, and I don't think you're watching, and again, forgive me if I'm wrong, are you watching, like, the Final Destination movies or The Purge or, you know, any of those sort of things? Like, I guess... I, I, I'm not currently, but i be honest with you, I probably would watch some of those films if they were available to watch. Like, um, I did see, like, the latest Purge film, I think, is on one of the streaming services I have access to, but I haven't seen any of the previous films in that franchise, so I'm not just going to pick it up there you know what i mean um but again that's kind of how i see shocktober is catching up on things that i probably should watch at some point but i just haven't gotten around to so sort of forcing myself to watch some things that i might not otherwise just get around to doing so the purge for instance is one that i totally would get around to if it were available um another one that you know i always saw on netflix and i always wanted to watch it was dead snow and dead snow 2 and finally this shocktober i was going it's been on there forever i'm gonna look them up i'm gonna watch them they're not on there right now that Uh, is one of the problems i've found with the streaming services is that things come up and down so in you know i was i was binge watching something and it might have been something as silly as iron chef where you don't have to go in order but i was like six or seven episodes in and then october 1st came around and the season disappeared, and I was like... <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. It's, it's distressing. It is distressing. All right, let us go back. Well, again, you know, we can go in various directions here. I do want to get you out of here in time. So let's actually talk a little wrestling here on DDT Wrestling. Um, there's quite a lot... Now that we're 45 minutes in, we should probably talk about wrestling. On this, the hundredth and final episode of... DDT Wrestling. Well, it would be fitting if this was truly the final episode of DDT Wrestling for us not to talk about wrestling at all. That's true. So, what's your piece of positivity? <laughs> no. There, there, is, there is stuff to talk about, and again, you know, there's, there's easily, I think, 40, another 45 minutes to an hour of discussion here, so I don't want to talk about everything. Is there something specific that's on your mind from the week in wrestling? Um, okay, um, let's start with Monday night. No, Sunday night. Did anything happen on Sunday night? Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell was a good show, wasn't it? It was quite good. I recorded a Pontificast because I knew we weren't going to be delving into super detail on it. So I did record a Pontificast in which I said, with, the, with one exception, every single talent on that show was a winner. Every single talent on that show won either in winning the match or in terms of, you know, something. There was only one person that I could not find a silver lining to their performance. Let me guess. I have not listened to the Pontificast, but if I had to guess, that performer would be Dolph Ziggler. No. No? That All ent- right, who I liked that entrance. I thought that okay. entrance was good. Shinsuke Nakamura. I could not find a redeeming quality. He lost clean in his second title opportunity, so he's not going to get another one. And, well, that's not true. I suppose there's a cage match coming up. And the the match, I watched that match and was more impressed with Jinder than I was with Shinsuke. Ouch. I was like, wow. You know, at one point, Jinder did some, like, I don't know if it was some takedown and then, like, a drop kick to Shinsuke while he was on the ground. And I was like... That's a nifty little move combo yeah, sure. there. All right, fair enough. Uh, but you know, I will say, um, that Hell in a Cell 
might be the best live event they have put on this year. I said something similar. I said I coming off of it I you know and again it's hard to go back through now going on 10 months of of events but I think you might be right. I feel like I feel like I was most hi- surprisingly I was most hyped for Great Balls of Fire. But I think this one actually delivered in a way that you know you, you hear this rhetoric sort of thrown around that they want every live event to be full of Wrestlemania quality matches I mean I don't think you can look at either of those Hell in a Cell matches and say that those were not Wrestlemania quality uh, you know events both of those Hell in a Cell matches I think could have been at Hell could have been at Wrestlemania in fact I would say that who did Shane McMahon fight at this last WrestleMania? Was that AJ Styles? Correct. Yeah. Um, this was a better match than Shane's WrestleMania match, I think. If we're talking storyline and 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 literally being on the edge of my seat, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is Shane's best match since being back. I don't remember feeling this way when it was Shane versus Taker from two years ago. I, exactly. Like this, it was better than Shane versus Taker, probably as well. Like there, there were there were moments where I'm literally sitting. Forgive me, that was bad audio. But you're sitting, and your hands are in front of your face. You're. I'm not covering my eyes, but you're just like, oh god, someone's gonna die. Oh god, someone's gonna die. Oh god, someone's gonna die. Because yeah. there was one point where Owens would like kept looking back and looking back, and I'm like, they are teasing. That either Shane's gonna get thrown off or Shane's gonna like drop kick Owens and he's gonna fall off the cell. And I was, you know, and, and it was very good. It was very good. Uh, let's talk about Sami Zayn and including both his 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 actions on Sunday and the promo explaining said actions from Tuesday. What did you yeah, think? Yeah, Sami Zayn. Coming out and helping Kevin Owens, I you know I don't think that was unpredictable. I think many people suspected something like that was going to occur. Uh, I still liked it. I think um, it gives Sami Zayn something new to do, which I am quite pleased about. Um, although I mean there maybe were other areas I would have preferred, but you know what? I'm fine with this. I'm very happy to see it. I, I is there his promo on Tuesday though. Um, I just remember watching them in the ring, especially at the end where they were just sort of, you know, thanking each other. No, no, no. I insist it is you, Kevin Owens. No, no, no. Let us give it up for you, Sami Zayn. Um, I just, I couldn't help but watch them go back and forth, listen to the audience reaction and think to myself, I'm not sure this promo has gone exactly how you had hoped that it would go. Um, I I don't think the crowd reacted the way that they wanted them to. No, and here was my thought. Because the promo was Sami Zayn saying exactly what Sami Zayn would need to say in order to justify a heel turn. Except his actions on Sunday were not heelish 
in the slightest. He sure. pulled his best friend away from being jumped on from off of a cell, which, you know, is, and then he pulled Kevin Owens on top of him almost in a let's end the insanity sort of thing. Like, this sure. is the only way this match ends. He didn't look, you know, he didn't stick around and gloat with Kevin Owens. He didn't look angry. He did. He looked like a conflicted guy who did what he wasn't sure was necessarily the right decision and didn't feel great about it. To him coming out on Tuesday, and again, I, the first part of the promo was fine, but then I was reminded of it. I don't even think I was watching TNA at this point, but didn't AJ Styles at one point in TNA become like Kurt Angle's lackey? I don't know if he was ever his lackey, but he certainly did get sort of mixed up in a stable of older guys where he was, you know, a definite sort of heel. I don't know if I ever remember being a lackey. It it seemed like I'm like, if you're going to become this sort of sycophant lackey to Kevin Owens, I'm not sure I really have any strong desire to see that. If they're going to, you know, if they're going to be on relatively equal footing and, you know, something like that, that's fine. But my primary concern is... We very recently saw Kevin Owens do a friendship storyline with someone else, and they did that as heels together. And so my concern is that we're going to be constantly sort of comparing this run, this story, with what we've seen before. And given how good that was, I just don't know if they can live up to the expectations uh, perhaps mm-hmm. not that they need to. They're different people. It's a different story. But I do feel like those parallels are going to constantly be in my mind, at least. Well, it makes you wonder when Chris Jericho comes back because I don't know. You know, he's he's hyping this cruise thing. I don't know what in the world that's about. But um, but there's a natural storyline there for Kevin o- for Chris Jericho to come back and work with Sami Zayn. And you know, again, I. I can officially probably put my prediction that Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble to bed. It was a nice idea, but I don't think that's going to happen. But, um, you know, now I would say it would be Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho. would make. So let me ask you again about uh, the promo on Tuesday, and let me just sort of color it with some of my thoughts before I turn you loose on it. Um, You know, I think you're right in that everything that Sami Zayn said – in terms of the words, was probably appropriate for a heel turn. Um, you already mentioned, though, that based off of you know what he you saw, you know of his physical sort of performance on Sunday, that you did not really necessarily see a heel turn. And you know, in terms of the delivery of the promo on Tuesday, I mean, he came out uh, to the ska music. He he had his typical sort of you know, inflections and, and, and promo style. Because again, this is the same person. We're not talking about a different performer here. Um, I guess my question is, you know, for someone who spent a good deal of his previous career performing under a mask, do you get the impression, as apparently I guess I do in, in phrasing the question this way, do you get the impression that Sami Zayn as a performer 
maybe is not capable of emoting and, and selling that this this angle, you know, as a heel in the way that he needs to be able to do to make this storyline work. I don't recall at any point I was I'm very unfamiliar with anything Sami Zayn did pre WWE. Oh well, here, here's 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 um, in case you didn't know, in case you didn't know, Sami Zayn was El Generico. That's never been proven. Well, let's just assume then that it's true. Okay. We'll just assume. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't think there's any proof that you know, Sami Zayn. Never died. seen him in the same room at the same time. That's all I know. Okay. Um. But I, I've seen Sami Zayn since he was wrestling Cesaro in NXT, through NXT, into WWE, through WWE. I can't recall ever hearing an angry promo. No. I've seen heartbroken. The closest. I've seen I disappointed. He slapped Neville, maybe, at one point. Remember? And we were like, oh, yes, finally. Yeah. A little bit of, you know, something. Fire. Yes. But yeah. yeah, I think that's the closest we ever got. Yeah, I you know he does heartbroken very well, and and just in terms of his look and his size and everything, he is a picture perfect underdog. He's an underdog face. He has such an earnest. Who's <laughs> waiting for you to look be like? He's an him. underdog from the from the underground. I don't even know what that means. No, nobody does. He's subterranean. He's mole man. Yes. So I don't know. He just he, I just. It, I'm glad they're trying something different. Hopefully he grows. Maybe I'm way off. Maybe he's just you know, not every heel has to act the same. Maybe he's gonna do it a different way, and that's gonna be great. And we're uh, six months from now, it's gonna be the best angle of all time. I don't know. All I'm saying is, you've got a guy who's such a natural, as you said, underdog. He's so earnest. He just. It seems like he doesn't even have to try. To be this 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 happy-go-lucky ultimate almost face character. This is a guy who just from his natural you know charisma disposition whatever. I think you know you'd be hard pressed from what I've seen so far to make us believe that he's got an evil or bad or dastardly bone in his body. And yet I don't really feel like they ever even tried to use him in that capacity. Really, no. on the main roster. And I think that was it. Like, again, when I heard the rumor last week that he was going, there was a chance that he was going to help Kevin Owens and align with him, I was like, okay, well, there's a way to do it. Because his, 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 his you know, his WWE career peaked with a Kevin Owens feud and then went nowhere. And he's now losing to Aiden English and all of that sort of stuff and being left off pay-per-views and and so it made sense and you know again what he said on Tuesday was a lot of that except his behavior on Sunday made me expect him to come out and go I don't know why I helped you like right. but Shane you know Shane started climbing and I knew that I couldn't live with myself if you know and so I did it but don't get me wrong I hate you Sure, and you you know, and all of that, and I wanted to see that because that might have begun to lead him down the path, and Kevin Owens maybe could have started to you know 
try to convert him and and we could have seen that sort of kind of conflicted relationship for him to immediately turn 180 degrees right away and again the first part of the promo talking about the Shane McMahon thing okay it made a lot of sense but then he started being like and then my brother Kevin well, Owens you know, I mean I will say um again I know I've brought this up in the show before because once again you're not watching full episodes of SmackDown and stuff, so I don't know if you see all I the did this time stuff. But you know, like I watched, I, some... I watched all of SmackDown. Well, yeah, sure, this week, but but I'm saying like the last few weeks, like they did, they had something going on not that long ago where Kevin Owens was looking for a ref and he came up across Sami Zayn backstage and he was like, "Listen, I, you know, we don't get along, you know." there's been this stuff going on. We've been fighting for so long. I almost don't even remember what we're fighting about. And I know you don't like me and, you know, and I've done things that, you know, you shouldn't, but bottom line is I need someone out there as a ref tonight. And through all the thick and thin and all of the battles, I do trust you. You know what I mean? And Sammy Zane was like, oh, I got, I'll think about it. And he had this look on his face when he walked. Like, they've been setting this. What I'm saying is they've been out several weeks now sort of okay. setting the seeds for them to actually sort of to bridge th- that gap between them. Just So I don't think it was a sudden 180, although it probably could have been better um, foreshadowed in, in a more prominent way. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Well, and it just it sets up an interesting thing with with SmackDown going forward. Is right now you've got Owens, Zayn, Jinder, Corbin, Rusev, Ziggler. You've got a whole bunch of heels, and your baby faces are Shinsuke, Randy Orton, and Bobby Roode. Bobby now, Roode, who cheats to win. Now. If New Day is done with the tag team division, which I would venture a guess might be happening, like, you know, the promo between the Usos and the New Day kind of was like, you know, respect, we're done. Unless the New Day are going to be taking on the Bludgeon Brothers, and I'm just going to continue to say that because I enjoy the phrase Bludgeon Brothers. Look, Uh, I, I, I tweeted this. I just have to point this out here. Um... It really looks like Harper and Rowan got jobs at the local Spirit Halloween because those giant hammers were so made out of styrofoam. It's ridiculous. And I'd like to point out that the Bludgeon Brothers are brought to you by Thor Ragnarok coming this coming soon to theaters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but um, you know, maybe if the New Day, and again, I'm not sure how or even if WWE would ever consider this. But if they wanted to move either Big E or all of them into the singles division, maybe then you could start. But again, SmackDown seems lacking quality good guys. Yeah, I think that's true. And especially because, like you said, Randy Orton and Bobby Roode, although technically faces at the moment. Yeah. It's not they're, like... They're really more... I mean... They're tweeners, and they're yeah. both of those guys will be heels again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know, so it's interesting to see where, you know, where this is going. But again, it, it was certainly I, I made a point of finding a way to watch SmackDown because I wanted to see 
what happened and where this story went. Um, so the only other thing I made I wanted to talk about because we could talk about the shield reforming by the new T-shirts. We could talk about Kalisto being the cruiserweight champion. We could talk about how we were right that Emma will face Asuka, in which I think it makes sense. That makes perfect sense. It's a great choice. It's uh, it was a, we've seen it before, but it was a really good match. And you know, in terms of Asuka. This is now a talent who she has worked with previously. They know they work well together. Um, you know, to put her in there with someone else, uh, like a, a Dana Brooke who's not, you know, quite as experienced, or, or someone who she's never worked with, uh, like like a Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. I think that would be, you know, that would be extenuating her on her first time in front of the main audience. So I think it's a very good choice. It's a very maybe safe choice. But I think it ensures that Asuka is going to have the type of performance that we know and want her to have. Absolutely. This is an introduction for many people who will be sitting down to watch TLC. This is an introduction to Asuka. And Emma is the right person to make that introduction. Because she can look good and lose. Sure. Which is, which is ideally, the, that's the ideal. It's for her to look good and for Asuka to look better. Right. Um, what I wanted to talk about is a rumor. No one's confirmed it. But the rumor is that Neville walked out of Raw and is giving his notice and, and leaving. Nah. Now, I don't even necessarily want to talk about this from a Neville perspective. Um, but my question to you, Doc Manson, is who else on the WWE roster should pull a Neville, if if this is what Neville did. Are there people in this company right now that you think would better be better served, obviously from a career push, you know, booking standpoint, uh, going elsewhere, going to Japan, going to the Indies, going to Ring of Honor? Is there a name that jumps out to mind for you as someone who would benefit from that? Until last night, I would have said Kalisto. Um, or not last night, but, you know, Monday. Um, and, you know, even uh, there's others, too, who it seems like they're doing a little more with them recently. But, like, you know, um, Apollo Cruz seems to me like a guy who probably would have better success elsewhere. Um, he lost to Elias and was overshadowed by Titus O'Neil playing the banjo yeah i i don't know what happened to apollo cruz he was in nxt for a hot minute and they brought him up right away like they were you know like they were really hot for him or something they needed talent and he provided talent but the problem was he never got a chance to create a character and that was a piece that was sorely needed yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I do think, who who do you think um, would be better served elsewhere? Up until last night, I would have said Luke Harper. And again, I don't know how much stock I can put in the Bludgeon Brothers, but at least that's something. Um, yeah. A a popular answer I think would be Rusev. Rusev could go to Japan or go to Ring of Honor or 
Lucha Underground, if that's still a thing, or any of these other places, and have these marquee matchups with Jeff Cobb or Matt Riddle or Okada or any of those sorts of things. Um, so that's another name that jumps out to me. Outside of that, you wonder what Dolph Ziggler could do. It might be too little too late for him. But if he were to, you know, he would be a guy that would go to TNA. Have you seen this global wrestling network? No. They've come up with their streaming service. It's $7.99 a month. And they have TNA pay-per-views going back to at least 2004. And I'm like, if they can come up with a way to have it on the PS4, it's going to be hard for me to resist. Because Eh. there are just some times where you want to... I don't know. Sometimes I I also was wondering. I'm like, I wonder if they did this as a WWE network. Come buy it. We've already uploaded them all. Mm. What was that guy's name? Eli Skipper? Elix Skipper. Elix Skipper? Prime time. Prime time, Elix Skipper. That's right. Prime time. Yeah. Walking on the cage. I want to see that lockdown match, but that's about it. I don't know. I, you know. Some classic AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels matches. I certainly wouldn't turn those down. So No, I suppose not, but I don't know. I I wish them all the success in the world, but I don't know how many people are going to be signing up for that. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, going back to... Going back to... The emails. Oh. The emails. What, not what, even the emails. emails. Che, no, uh-huh. when when I talked about the memories, Doc's rants on Stephanie McMahon. That's a highlight. She's terrible. Nerd DC, Mrs. Manson. I got another vote for random tangents, the humor and all the side podcasts, weekly news, pontificast by the book. Happy 100 from Che. We're going to have to figure this out because our UK. No love for Doc talk. No love for the Manson family podcast. Huh? See if you ever get another episode of those. Oh my goodness. He probably ran out of characters. Mm-hmm. You can do a second tweet. Nobody's stopping you from sending a second tweet. <laughs> um, well, I will admit, I, I read that earlier and I saw BTB and I was like, what the hell is that? I would forgotten about By the Book. That's what happens. You're welcome. It's fine. Uh, we're going to have to figure out something because our international fans... Um, have sent us some things, and you know, because we had to record early, our, our bestie Glenn didn't get the chance to put it together properly. But we have some audio files from Che and Pav and Glenn. Uh, I'm assuming they are talking about the fact that we've made it to a hundred podcasts, but I don't know. Pav could have just taken his email into it into an audio form. He might have just, you know, told you to go. Stick it. So we're going to have to figure that out. I don't know if you want to try to download them and listen to them now, and then we can put them into the show later. I don't know if you want to do this as a separate thing. Uh, it's sometimes, you know. So we've got we've got our usual email from Pav. We've got an email from Seahawk, which I'm going to delete. Um, and then we've got a bunch of things from Glenn, which are just the mixes because he, they got sent in separate files. So we should figure okay. that out. Right. I, I don't know how you want to handle that. Um, you know, we could... I guess we could try to listen to them now, and then we could have our reactions, 
and I, I could try to go back in and sort of insert what he sent us into the recording uh, while we're listening to it if, if, if we want to do that. I, we can try it. It's up to you. Or we can, you know, we could do another mini recording at some point where we can play them. And, you know, I, I, this is the problem with not having a producer and being in the same space. It is going to be difficult for us to listen to them and the respond. Yeah, you're in right. Kind. So, you know. Uh, well, yeah. let's save it for after, maybe. And maybe we can even record a little something. Uh, after we've listened to them. Oh, sure. Okay. That's a good idea. All right. So maybe we will, maybe this will actually, we'll record something that could potentially be either the intro to this show and then we'll go into it. We'll, we'll figure something yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure something out. All right. So let's get to Pav. Well, no. All right. Seahawk wrote us an email. He sure you, did. You read that one. Well, it's the 100th episode and DZ Matthews is still part of the show which means I'll need to step up my efforts before he gets to episode 200 for the Dockside to prevail. He's doing this now to spite me. He has to be. He could not have messed up the word two three times in a goddamn sentence. All right? <laughs> He's doing it now just to bother me. And you know what, Chris? I don't like you because it works. <laughs> P.S. For it being the 100th episode, Doc should eat 100 Oreos during the show. That's the best idea that boy has ever had. I mean, if I had read this before the show and could have come prepared with 100 Oreos. You would not have eaten 100 Oreos. I might have tried. Maybe if you stacked them. <laughs> I think Mrs. Manson did what tweet about What the hell? What? I just opened Pav's email. Have you opened this email before? Yeah. So here's my problem. Um, he, in it, he includes a nerd pop song, but I don't know what song that is, so I can't sing it. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. Buckle in, folks. Buckle in. Episode 100. Hey, guys. I was so focused on this week's episode that I realized too late there was an episode 99 last week and didn't send an email on time. Pop. Sm there's an episode every week. Fun fact number three. Studies have shown gifted people have bad handwriting because their brains work faster than their hands. Would you agree How with that? How bad's your handwriting? I have very good handwriting. That does not surprise me based off of this. I've about had it with you. <laughs> <laughs> good thing it's the last episode, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't think you could possibly do one more with me. That's not true. Wow, 100 episodes. I believe I joined you around episode 6. Doc gets the gif out. This was one of the early great DDT debates centering around the pronunciation of gif. 2015, an interesting time to be a wrestling fan. Raw had its lowest ratings since 1997... NXT was at its hottest, starring Balor, Corbin, Joe, Bliss, Owen, Zane, Asuka, and Bailey. Who could forget in August 2016, when for so many weeks I was the only person emailing? So glad I have company now. I remember a triple threat match where Baron Corbin tapped out to both Zane and Joe. Doc said, why not ask Corbin who he tapped to? DC replied in a great Shakespearean accent, I disagree with that. I don't know if you can put <laughs> DC great in accent in the same sentence. 
Thou shalt, thou art to go back to, I think it's supposed to be thou shall, thou shalt go back to the rings of honor from which you came. Wow, I forgot that myself. All this has come to me as I was typing. What was my email about again? Oh yes, it's time for Nerd Pav, to the tune of Carla's Back. Now, I don't know if that's Carla's Back. I don't know if Carla's Back is like an international singer, like Beck. So... I'm going to just read it. Um, so, Pav, if you want to do your own singing, that would be a choice. Dee uh, Dee to the sweet tea. Hold tight, all my Glens, Chase, and Mrs. Manson. Episode 101 incoming. DDT's back with a bang. Been a while since Nerd DC sang. DDT's back with a bang. Been a while since Nerd DC sang. Oh, DDT is back with a bang. Been I a think while this is a chorus. You can probably skip to the verse. Nerd DC sang. I gotta read it. DDT is back with a bang. Been a while since Nerd DC sang. Neighborhood, act calm. Doc's trying to swerve. For that, a long email is what you deserve. One time, Oscar was chewing your cable. Imagine if him and Chip's cat formed a stable. DDT's back with a bang been a while since nerd dc sang it repeats two more times i will spare doc manson and not read them oh thank god trying to disappear like hatsy hatsy all right pav i appreciate this email now ddt will be as big as great gadsby <laughs> for that we need episode 101 tomorrow when i wake up will ddt be gone what are your favorite moments or if that's already asked well, it hasn't been. So, Doc, favorite moments of 100 episodes? Um, hmm. I have mine. You do? Uh, yeah, I think so. And I don't even know if this technically counts as an episode, but the DDT Awards. Oh, yeah. DDT Awards are awesome. That's my favorite time of the year. I love doing that show. It's like the one show that I get really excited for, and I do a lot of the preparation for I it. think that's also why I like it. Because I just oh, okay. show up. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, yeah, DDT Awards are really yes, good. Going over, going over to Manson Manor, sometimes GQ's there until he gets called away on a family emergency and leaves us for four hours. Um, that was a legitimate family it emergency. Was, I'm not saying it wasn't a legitimately legitimate family emergency. I'm All just right. saying that's what happened. Yeah, no, you're right. But um, yes, and, and just recording all day. Stopping eventually to get food, but then continuing to record, and I, it's great. Yeah, I mean, for this last edition of the DDT Awards, definitely has two of my favorite moments. Um, you know, coming up with and recording, you know, the one sort of nerd doc song that we've had, which was the DDT jingle. Um, I thought that was fantastic. I really enjoyed doing that. And you know, uh, you know, on the third episode where I got all you fools uh, to sing Jingle Bell Rock with me, I honestly, I occasionally still cue that thing up. I don't know, I. It, it brings me joy. And when I'm 70 years old and sitting alone in a nursing home somewhere, which will never happen because I'll be dead before 70 and it'll be Mrs. Manson sitting there alone. Uh, still, I would like to think that Jesus I Christ, can put this. Doc, this is supposed to be a, ce a celebration. You've just depressed <laughs> everyone. Mortality. Especially since tomorrow during lunch or Friday during lunch, Mrs. Manson's going to listen to this show while walking around campus and she's just going to be sitting there crying. 
I say stuff like that all the time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do like that one. That one still brings a smile to my face. Um, good old Hatsy. Chester. Uh, I, it Chester occurs to me that I need Hatsfield? to. My, yes. My memory is not what it once was or ever has been. I might need to go through and start listening to these shows. And I might start, like, I don't know. I might have to start going back and listening to some of these old episodes and, and tweeting about them because it would be interesting to see where we've been. I, because... feel like, I feel like my approach has changed. In the earlier days, I think I focused a lot more on, like, sort of gonzo humor sort of stuff. And I, I feel like I, I do less of that now and more just talk to you, which is, mm-hmm. you know, sort of boring. But whatever. No, I don't. See, and this is my favorite part. Of And it's not a moment necessarily. It's those times where I write down what I want to talk about and I find us in a conversation and I can't for the life of me remember how we got there. (laughs) But I know, you know, and, and I think and again, we've heard this before from people who talk about the show. And it's it's two people who obviously have a shared history and at least some semblance of a friendly relationship having a having a conversation and you know and, and that's my favorite part is when we go off on this you know all of a sudden we're talking we're reminiscing about the treatment we wrote which again i completely forgot about until you brought it up and i'm like oh my god i remember i think we were at gq's apartment back when he lived by a mall and yep. he was living with his friend from the movie theater and like you know yeah, and again, it's just it's it's that sort of thing that I that I enjoy. I really, are... I think I really enjoyed uh, the DC and Doc Talk episodes we recorded about like the origins of our friendship, as well as you know meeting our significant others. That that, that second that week. was I enjoyed that one because it's the two of you, it's you and <laughs> Mrs. Manson, and I'm just there essentially as moderator. And I do enjoy those episodes where I don't have to do anything except actually this is what I wanted the neighborhood podcast to be at one point was I was just going to talk to people and it was going to be about them <clears throat> and I'm essentially just James Lipton from inside the actor's studio with my stack of blue cards just asking questions to inspire stories and you know I I didn't know that you made out on a slide or if not more on a slide I don't you know I didn't know those things about you so it's amazing that you know, for someone who was just complaining about how he doesn't have much of a memory, that that's one of the ones that you've chosen. That was like to in the last eight to ten weeks. Okay, mm-hmm. that happened recently. Mm, I don't know. It was eight to ten weeks. <laughs> it feels like it was at least close enough that it would stick with me. Pav had another question because the email's not over. Um, if you had to spend one week in England, who would you eat? Um, is Mrs. Manson there? What would you do? Where would you go? Is Mrs. Manson there? I would assume so. I don't think it's... God, I hope it's not just you and I in England for a week (laughs) for that first question. Um, what would you do? Where would you go? Who would you... What do you bring back? What, what... Okay, let's, let's start. Let's, let's, let's stop there. First question. Have you ever been to England or the United Kingdom before? I have not. Mrs. Manson has. Okay. Um, is there a... And again, I'm, I'm going to... He said England, but I'm going to uh, 
include the entire UK in there. Is there a food that you uh, want to try that is British, Welsh, Scottish, Irish? Beer does not count. Could you perhaps give me some prompting in terms of traditional cuisine from these parts of the world? My, my, Pop, Mama and Papa Matthews were recently in Scotland for a couple of weeks, and on my recommendation, they did try haggis. I'm retching inside. So that would be, again, the, the traditional Scottish thing. You know, I... The, the English breakfast with the blood sausage and the beans and all of that. Like, the, the problem is the UK is not necessarily known for high cuisine. Correct me if I'm wrong out there, NAI UK. Um, but, you know, I, I would be interested in that. I, you know, the, the, the British breakfast... I'd like to try those digestive biscuits. Well, there you go. Um, there's some sort of cake, and I know you can get it in the United States, but it's this big cake, but it doesn't have a whole lot of frosting on it. It's got powdered sugar on it, and it's got a little bit of like whipped cream and jam on the inside. Hmm, I that it. looks good. So, yeah. So, all right. So, let's go there. So, that would be the, the what you would eat, Pav. Uh-huh. What mm-hmm. you would eat. Uh what would you do? If you were in England for a week, what would you want to do? Uh, I would go and see Big Ben. Okay. I would ride on that Ferris wheel thing. The London Eye. That's the one. I would go to Parliament? You cut out there for a second. What was that you would do? I would go to Parliament? That's a choice. Question mark? <laughs> That's a choice. Um, what I else would, is there? I don't I, know. I would take a drive. I would be... I would partake in the London Theater District. How oh, now there we go. That's a good choice. The West End. Um, I would I would like to take a drive through the English countryside. Um, I would like. I want to spend... see the birthplace of Sherlock Holmes. There you go. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> you know, I would I would be interested. I'm going in... to 22 Baker Street. That's where I'm going. Isn't it 221B Baker Street? Or who who knows? Okay. Whatever. Something but yeah, like that. I, I would immerse myself in some of the history. Um, I, I have read at least most of a book on Irish history, so there are some things I'd like to see uh, there. Um, all right. Uh, what else was there? I keep forgetting. There's more to Pop's email. Um, where would you go? We did that. Would you want to bring anything back with you? Digestive biscuits, clearly. I don't okay. know. I would probably, you know, I would go to like, I would try like traditional teas and things, and maybe I'd bring some of that back with me if I could. I don't know. Um... Apparently, the because because. The Irish, and actually I think in, in the UK too, the Irish are known for having large craniums. So the last two trips my parents have taken, I believe they have bought me hats. So I would buy a couple of hats because finding a hat that fits this head in America is a challenge. Because a regular baseball cap's not going to work for me unless I want to wear it as a yarmulke. So 
So, you know, so that might be what I would bring back. Uh, let's see. What one question would you ask the queen? Um, My question would be, do you really believe that it's necessary to continue to have a monarchy? I'd ask her what her favorite tea was. I think she'd like your question better. I, I don't know. What would you prefer going back in a time machine and visiting medieval England? No, because I'd undoubtedly get the Black Death. Yersinius Pestis. The P underscore A underscore V. Thank you, Pav, for your emails. Uh, I, I apologize that I did not understand the song, but I hope I did it justice in a dramatic reading of it. Um... Let's see. Anything else? What are your goals for the next 100 episodes? Because you did say at one point, you I, did I, mention I, I, you mentioned DDT episode 200. I, I, mm, I, I don't think I said that. It okay. sounds like something you would say. I, well, I would and have said it, but I believe the record will show that you said it too. So, okay, you have no goals. There's nowhere you want to go. Well, I mean, hypothetically, if we were going to continue this show past this episode, what would your goals be? Because as you know, I have no goals. I disagree. I think you do have goals. I would like this show to be a lot like this show and not necessarily the self congratulating and the pats on the back but um, we talked about wrestling for a small portion of this show and bounced around to a lot of other topics there as well I, I do think that you and I can grow beyond DDT wrestling and if this were to be stop it Stop. Just because I said you and I could grow does not mean you need to give me that knowing nod, all right? Start nice. thinking about who you would eat in England. Right. I, I thought about it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think this show can evolve to something beyond wrestling. And I know a lot of people come here for the wrestling talk, but you can go a lot of places for wrestling talk. What you can't... Well, no, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't think you can go a lot of places to get this particular blend of creativity and craziness. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm just sitting here talking to a mic, talking to someone who I have a semblance of a friendship with, to use his words, on a weekly basis. Okay. How do you think that makes me feel, DC, when you talk about our relationship as a semblance of a friendship. I believe, again, if we went back through the past 100 episodes, when we talk about, I think more often than not, you say that you hate me. Well, hate's a strong word, but I do definitely hate you. <laughs> just what I'm saying. <laughs> However, let me say this. I would pull you off a table and save you from someone jumping off a 20-foot cell. No matter how badly you have treated me, I will save you and then drape you over their lifeless corpse for you to pin them. That's good. I also need a referee, so I think you fit the bill. 
I can do all sorts of things. Mm. Don't you think the referee should have climbed up there with him? Yes, absolutely. False count anywhere. In fact, for a while, I was fairly convinced that that was how Sami Zayn was going to get involved. Mm -hmm. They were just going to stay up there, and eventually somebody had to come out to count the pins, and it was going to be him. It would have been a great comic moment to watch the referees who were there around ringside arguing with each other over who was going to have to climb up there. I was waiting for it. I was really waiting. I'm not going up there. You go up there. I don't want to go up there. Right. And, this, and then, that you know, made Skankomatic 5000 comes out, that and he's made got a lot the stripes sense. on, and up he, he goes. He the stripes. That would have been a great story. That would have been a great, great story. And then they could have thrown Shane off the cell together. together. Yeah. And hugged up there. Probably. <sighs> if, it, if it was only us in charge. Of what? Writing the stories. Think of the great, oh, right. yeah. Think yeah. of the great Wrestle Silly stories we would come up with. I'm sure we'd be out of business before long. What is your piece of positivity, either for this week or for the past 100 episodes? Um, definitely, you know, looking forward to this being the final episode of DDT Wrestling. My piece of positivity is you. <gasps> oh, my heart. It's breaking. It's you. Because through ups and downs and, you know. Mostly downs. Let's be fair. Mostly downs. <laughs> you bought a house while we recorded this show. Uh-huh. Um, you've changed jobs and you've... Did you get... Did you get the PhD while recording this show? Mm, no, I had the PhD for a couple of years before starting the show. Okay. I was a postdoc for a while. I was oh, a yes, yes, for yes, a yes, while. Yes, 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 yes. I okay. might have gotten my current job like when we were recording one of the first episodes of the show. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. You've gone through many life changes. Um, I have not because... No, you have not. I don't I, think you've changed at all since this show started. You're living in the same place. You have the same... Wait, yes. same job? Yeah. I've moved classrooms. You have the same wife. You yeah. have the same parents. You're wearing the same underwear. <laughs> like, honestly, you got to change them sometime, DC. This is an intervention. I say nay-nay. I say, you know what... <laughs> I enjoy nay, nay, good sir. I enjoy that they can find their way to my work by themselves. I don't they don't need me. Um but yes, uh, that is my piece of positivity. I look forward to this show every single week. And if this is the final episode, which it is, I will miss it. There will be a Doc Manson-sized hole in my heart. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Forget Poop Oreos. I found it. It took till the end, but I found it. A Doc Manson-sized hole, dot, 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 in my heart. You'll have to send that to me as the uh, title of your email, otherwise I'm sure I will forget. You got it. Thank you neighborhood we should be thanking them that should have we been should. a piece of positivity thank, thank you, you for listening to us for many years for making us extremely popular then not listening to us and thanking us having no five-star reviews in the last year and a half having our, our entire listenership reduced by over 80 percent uh you know it's been nothing but great 
nothing but and I'm sorry to see it come to an end <sighs> he is the nope of negativity Doc Manson at Doc Manson I try very hard to be the Pope of Positivity, D.C. Matthews, at D.C. Matthews NAI. And if this be the end, regardless, if this be the end, or not, we love you. Thank you. Hey, you still haven't asked me, but the thing that you asked me at the end of every episode of this show. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson? before we head out into that good night. Same time next week? You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you around. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> You've been planning this. You've well, been yeah. planning this. Same time next week. That's it. Every episode is now episode 100, the final episode. We just don't get any older. Clearly. Never get older and we never die. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. And until we meet again, my friends, we will see you next week around the neighborhood.